9,000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. He's in the slot, rolling right back to throw on third and nine, still looking. Now he tosses deep downfield, intercepted, Billy Bowman picked it off. He's on the run, far side to the 30, he's got a convoy to the 20, to the 10, pick six. Billy Bowman, pick six. Stoops and Major in the backfield, it'll be Gabriel on the keeper, runs over a cyclone, touchdown, you sit down. First down snap, back to pass Gabriel, takes a deep drop, looks deep, has all day, flies for the end zone, wide open, Nick Anderson, touchdown! Bam! Here's the punt, (laughs) it's blocked! Rolling around at the one-yard line, and it flies through the back of the end zone for a safety. Snap, rolling right, Becked, looking to throw, backing up under pressure, dumps it, threw it away, picked off Gentry Williams, and he's out of bounds at the 43 in Cyclone territory. A terrible decision by Rocco Becks. Gabriel back to pass, looks near side, pats the football, throws deep across the middle for Jaden Gibson. He caught it! He keeps his feet! He gets by a guy! He's to the one, and he is in! Touchdown! What a play! Tyler, um, I don't know. If I would have told you five years ago that at some point Coach Stoops is going to come out of the tunnel with the fog machine rolling and get the crowd pumped up at a football game, would you believe me? I would have believed you. Now, if you would have said after all that, (laughs) he is going to list a – Black Eyed Pea song, let's get it started. That's where you would have lost me, but he did that. <laughs> he ended up doing that. Let's get it going. Let's get it started. And they pay, uh, let's get it started in here after. And that was awesome, man. That got me, uh, they got me fired up. That was neat. Love it. Uh, that was, uh, that was cool. That was very, very cool. Uh, I didn't expect that. Now, I'll tell you what got things going, and you played it right out of the gate. We won the, which by the way, Kudos to all the OU fans because Saturday was oh boy, that's is as packed and as amped as I've seen Campus Corner and you know the atmosphere for for just like a Big Twelve game against Iowa State. I mean that was, that's what it should look like, right? That was that was really well done. It was awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, now, everyone's excited. A night game, parents weekend, it was just ripe. I mean, it was it was great, man. I, so much fun. But, yeah, go ahead and finish your point there. The the interesting thing, what we won the toss, what, five straight times we've won the toss. And we deferred, putting the defense out there first, and a pick six. Like, everyone's got the fever with the defense right now, right? Everyone's like, this is new. It has, it's been a long time. There's some nostalgia going on, and a pick six on that first series. That 
That's as loud as I've heard that stadium in a while. I thought the same thing, and, you know, heck of a play by Billy to come up with the interception, but yeah. he had a reverse field. I, I was just happy with the pick at the time, but he just goes ahead and takes it to the house, like all the way on the other side. It's crazy. And, and good for him because he's had a really good season, a really good season up to this point, mm-hmm. but it feels like it's been somewhat quiet, and that's probably because we're so excited about Peyton Bowen. Not that Billy hasn't been as good as several players he has, but we just talked so much about P.J., Peyton Bowen, Danny Stutzman. That felt by like by far and away the biggest moment for Billy Bowman this season. So that was that was cool. well. You know, it's a good point. Uh, here's what's crazy, though. I think it feels that way because for the longest time we've we've been able to talk about maybe one or two players defensively. Uh, you know, uh, Benito had a really nice year. Um, Kenneth Murray had a really nice year. There was like some some individual efforts throughout where guys would put in some nice performances, but overall things were really struggling. So this year it's a little weird that you have a guy like Billy Bowman who's playing a really nice season, but there's so many guys that are playing well. Uh, you, everyone kind of gets lost in the mix, and it's not that it's not appreciated or noticed. It's just there's there's a bunch of guys playing good, yeah. which is a it's like, nice Woody, it's like Woody Washington. We know Woody Washington's playing well. It's yeah. just no one's throwing it his way and giving him opportunities. So Gendry right. Williams is who we keep talking about on a week in week out basis. Well, yeah, they're going to have to stop throwing it his direction at some point. I don't know where they're going to be. Uh, man, that kid. Where there's left to throw it? Um, offensively, that is. That's the best I've felt about the offense this year. And honestly, quite some time, um, even going back to last year. That's the best I've felt about an OU offensive performance after a game in in a while. But definitely yeah. this year, considering the well, defense they played and everything they did. Yeah. And you always get into this. It's, it's one of those things where you go out and you perform so well offensively. It, you know, we get into that. Well, I don't think Iowa State's very as good on defense as they've been recently, right? I mean, that's kind of where we end up going. It's just natural. But I thought it was a, a really nice day, nice performance. I thought Dylan Gabriel was nails. Oh that, my gosh. that deep ball to Nick Anderson, how beautiful was that? Well, and, and everyone keeps talking about that throw, and that throw was great. The fourth down throw to Jaden Gibson was great. Mm-hmm. You know what I thought his best throw was? Is actually one of his few incompletions. Go ahead. He rolls out to his left on a fourth down going towards the south end zone, and he puts it right on the money to Andrew Anthony, but unfortunately Anthony drops it at the goal line. Yeah. Like, that may have been his best throw of the night. Like he, th- that first 30 minutes of football that he played in the first half is probably the best 30 minutes I've seen him play in an OU uniform. He, he was yep. lights out. Confident, trucking guys on the goal line. You could tell he was feeling it, and that, I'm glad that he had a moment like that to be able to to get some confidence, get that crowd just roaring behind him, and it's the perfect time to have that type of game as you head into OU Texas, right? Not about that, man. His uh, his confidence has got to be sky high going into the, into the biggest start of his career. That's that's for sure. So no, offensively, um, I feel good about things. I don't I don't know if I feel any different about the run game necessarily but for what it's worth this offense has shown here a couple of times this year that they don't necessarily need the run game 
to hit on some big plays down the field? I, I, uh, I mean, I, I don't necessarily love that going into this week, um, but they're still able to manu- – like their passing game is so good, they're still able to manufacture some things even if they're not hitting on big explosive run plays. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, I Even though the run running game is, is still lagging behind – I thought there were some nice signs Saturday. You know, we hit our season average against Iowa State, and and that's saying something because Iowa State, you know, we know how good of a defense they are. I mean, and that's not just, you know, we're not just saying that to, you know, to make excuses or, or whatever. I mean, that's a, that's a really good defense, and we hit our season average. So – I, in my opinion, it's it's probably one of our best games running the football, even though like yardage-wise it didn't appear to be. And think about this, because a lot of rushing statistics are really skewed. Like for example, the week previous, Oklahoma State, you know, on the box score ran the ball really good against Iowa State, but that really came from one run. By all you know, Jordan, sure, and. We had, what, a 60-some yarder by Tawi Walker that if that stands and doesn't come back on a pathetic holding call, then our day looks totally different against one of the best defenses in the conference or in the country, rather. So, I mean, that's that's making excuses to a degree, but we just haven't broken any runs like that. Peyton says, if every single one of our big runs wouldn't have been called back this season, how much different would those numbers be? I feel like... Marcus Major has has had uh, two big runs called back this year. And then you yeah. just brought up the one there from Tawi Walker. But a lot different there, Peyton. That's for sure. But, you know, I, at the end of the day, it would really be um, just kind of sprinkling some perfume on, on what really has not been good. Like the running backs, uh, it's been good. has not been great. The running backs are still um, – now, I thought Marcus Major did some really good things, especially early. Had some really nice runs um, where he was turning, you know, what what could have been a four-yard gain, three-yard gain into a 10, 12, 14-yard gain. So, early on, I thought I thought it was good. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can get something going against Texas. You know, their defense is really solid. But there's some stuff there in the running game. Whenever you watch Wyoming, and obviously Kansas hit on some nice stuff in the running game, like there's some there's some opportunity there to run the football against Texas. Yeah. Um, defensively, I guess the positive side of it, which by the way, man, geez, there was there were people freaking out on social media during the first half, and and I get it, they were letting up some big plays, but. God, it was like uh, they started off bad against Iowa State and all of a sudden OU is reverting back to the 2018 defense all of a sudden. But once again, they have a tough start to a game. I say once again, that's really only the second time this year that's happened. They had a tough second quarter against Tulsa. But the positive spin on that is this defense, man, they can have 10, 15 minutes of pretty poor football, but then they can turn it around and play some really good ball after that. Not just yeah. okay, not just football that looks better. Like, shut down defense. They, right. they held Tulsa to three points in the second half. Iowa State didn't score at all in the second half. I don't know if you want to credit uh, that to adjustments, what you want to credit it to, but this defense can rally. This defense can rally and, and right their wrongs, which I, I do like to see. 
I credit it to I credit it to we absolutely totally shut Iowa State down the entire game except for two plays where our safeties for whatever reason had brain farts and took weird angles. I and again, I'm not trying to sprinkle perfume on something, but that that's a little bit different than what we've seen in the past with wide open players. Those guys aren't wide open. I in my opinion, and you hear me say this pretty much weekly, 10 years ago, that's an absolute dismantling of the receiver right there. And guys are scared to make those those huge hits now, so they've got to time the time it perfectly. And I don't know. I think that's probably more to do with what it was than anything else. But here's the thing: you still have to make the play. But I, the way it unfolded, I'm not. I don't walk. I don't come away with that with, with any type of um, angst or fear that something like that's well, going to continue to be a problem. I think it shows further. I think in a, in a weird way, it shows. It shows the growth that we've been talking about. Yeah. Because two years ago, dude, that's a 50-45 to 45 football game, and we're holding on to our butts late in the fourth quarter. That's that's a back-and-forth game right there. But instead, OU ends up winning 50-20, to 20, and if they wanted to, they probably could have won about 65-64-20, to 20, whatever. Yeah. So it just, it just shows, shows the growth that we've been talking about, that they can, they can rally around and put up a nice half after a tough first, second quarter. Well, I, I think the – I'm not sure exactly what the overall numbers were. Uh, I'll bring them up for Iowa State. But I bet half or more of, of what they ended up getting came on three plays. The two, obviously, that were, were touchdowns. And then Desan McCullough on one didn't close quick enough there off the edge. And uh, we got an explosive run on us that went for 20-some yards. I mean, you're probably talking about 160 or – 70 yards on three plays and you know i'm not sitting here saying that you should subtract those all the way but i it it just kind of shows you that three plays is really where i was it's not like iowa state was putting something together and we had to really fix something there wasn't even any adjustments to be made hey Desan, just close better and uh key and billy take better angles i mean you're there you're in the perfect spot intercept the ball, separate the guy from the ball, make a play. Like, there's no adjustments even to be made. I think the stat was after the game, uh, Iowa State kicks a field goal to get it within 21-20, and then the remaining 39 minutes and some change, I think they had less than 100 yards offensively. Yeah. I mean, they they shut – 9.06 left in the second quarter. It was 21-20, and they did nothing offensively after that. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yep, they had had three drives there. Their first, well, we intercepted the first one, but um, really three drives that we totally just uh, took from them. So yeah, I I had not going to say I had no problems defensively, but I recognized what it was. Sure. By the way, this will be the least talked about game of the entire season. Because I feel like, all right, there's a segment. We're good. Time to time to no. It's time for Texas. time to move on. Uh, early week over under. The over under is three and a half on Saturday. Okay. Okay. Three and a half block punts by Peyton Bowen against Texas. Mm. <laughs> Get the over or the under. I bet we force. 
I bet we force seven punts. And he blocks four of them. And he blocks four of the seven. And just hopefully and they can fall on it in the end zone this time around. Yeah, and he makes the tackle on the other three where they fake it. <laughs> Sweet. He is, uh, he's a star, man. That's, yeah. uh, that's news to nobody, but I, I, that kid has shown us every single sign that he got a great chance to be an All-American here someday. Yeah, totally agree. Absolute stud for a true freshman to be able to, to do all the things that he's doing. The, wide, the the very difficult open field tackles that he's making and obviously the special team stuff and playing different positions, cover skills, ball skills, really, really good stuff, man. Really good stuff. All right, let's hit an opening timeout. Hit it. Me is growing. Keep telling you. It's all on SmokeyBear.com with other wildfire prevention tips because only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. You come to Oklahoma to beat Texas. Yeah. I was born and raised in Austin. They didn't recruit me. Grew up 15 miles from their campus. I can't stand them. And anything they do, I don't care. You know, talk to the NFL guys, they, they say I have to calm it down a little bit, but when it comes to Texas, absolutely not. I can't stand them, but no, just end of story. Thanks. Put that one on Twitter. Put that one on Twitter. Ah, uh, yes, it's 325 Central and Texas still sucks. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Metallica leading us back in from break. We got about 10 to 15 minutes of uh, Metallica on Saturday, and many people were tagging me in tweets of you uh, strumming the air guitar up in the booth on Saturday. Oh, yeah. How about the band yeah. coming out? And, I think uh, they did that for you. Well, it worked. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was jamming up there in the booth. I could that tell awesome. they were playing. Yeah, I, 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 on my notes app, I take notes during the game. And just for you, I wrote down Metallica Halftime Show, Master of Puppets. Yeah. Well, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell all the songs that they played. It was kind yeah. of back and forth a little bit, but I said, oh, yeah, that's definitely Master of Puppets. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff from the band. They, what was cool is after the game, when everyone's gone, they also kind of sit out there and, and play. They don't march. They just play uh, while they're all standing there, and they played like three or four songs. Nice. At the end, so yeah, nice little treat. Can't wait for the UCF game for your halftime entertainment. The Pride will play Tool, <laughs> and they're going to play Tool the next game. No, They'll no, play Tool. Do not do that. They will. They will do that. They'll play Tool. No, that was cool. Um, also, text line. Uh, you were also tagging me in this photo as well, which I loved. Uh, what were Teddy and Danny Stutzman talking about Saturday before the game? Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Looked like an intense conversation between you two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what we were talking about at that point. Ninja moves? Some ninja moves. I think uh, we were maybe making fun of Kanek at the time, possibly as well. (laughs) Oh, that's his favorite subject. Yeah. Uh, I I did tell both those guys the story of – because I had – I don't know where it was, but I saw a clip of of Stutzman talking about how he was screaming at him to 
like, what are you doing? Get over here and get lined up. Let's go. Yeah, we played that audio clip last week. Yeah. It was the podcast on the prairie is where that, where that happened. So I was telling him the story of whenever, I, I think it was the spring scrimmage, whenever Wayne Chambers had his finger, went through his skin and through his, his glove, and I was telling him, screaming at him to get lined up. <laughs> it's kind of the same type of thing. So I told him I've, I've been there. It was funny. And I'm sure he was a big fan of that story, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, Cherokee Sooner guesses, quote, son, you have to weed eat before you mow. That's what you two were listening Ooh. to. Yeah, that's definitely the way to do it. Peyton sure. says, man, they are twins. Stutz couldn't remember if he got hurt or not, and Teddy can't remember what they even talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's uh, I think he's just um, – not ready to disclose anything that, that happened out there on the field. I think he'll be fine for the game. Well, Vittable said as much after, like, ah, oh, he'll be yeah. fine. And I said it Saturday in post game. Danny Stutzman is not missing the OU Texas game on Saturday. I don't believe that he has a serious injury. I cannot confirm that. I don't think that that's the case, though. Um, but regardless, if he's medically cleared to play in any circumstance – Dude is uh, dude's going to play in that game on Saturday. You don't have to worry about 28 being available. He will be available. Oh, he'll be out there. He'll be out there for sure. This game with the spotlight that's going to be on this football game, I guess I just read that Greg Sankey's going to be there. Yes. That's our, interesting. Our commissioner, our yeah. SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, will be there. That but coward, this game's uh, made for Stutzman, though. Yeah, that right? coward Brett Yormark will not be there. But you're right, this, this game is uh, it's made for 28. He's going to be at the Houston game. Oh, yeah. Enjoy the Baylor-Texas Tech game there, your mark. Yeah, feast uh, upon what the future <laughs> of your conference is to below-average football teams with about 25,000 hey. people in the stands. Awesome. Hey, Baylor had a nice comeback uh, win against Central Florida. How about that? That was Dude, wild. that was uh, 35-7 late in the third. It was like three minutes left in the third quarter. Insane. Baylor, who is not known for offense, especially this year, somehow comes back and wins that game. Crazy. Jeez. Um, oh, we got a few of these texts. Uh, let me get one question out of the way, okay, since it's OU Texas week, okay. all right? This is the first time that uh, we will be asked. Really, you'll be asked this. Hey, Teddy, man, what was you thinking when that ball was in the air? Were you, th- were you thinking just catch it, man? Were you- is that what you're thinking? Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Hey man, That's what's what it saying? like walking down what's that tunnel? Like? That there the cotton bowls. That just is just that just different. Yeah. It's amazing. Alright, we got that out of the way. What do we got on the text line? Oh, just a bunch of Hey a guys, of big that? OU fans here. What time's the game on Saturday? Who they play? <laughs> oh man. What's your early week feel? Uh my early week feel is that um I feel good about it, and that makes me nervous that I feel good about it this early in the week. I just – Texas is a good football team, man. Um, They are. This is the best team they've had since 2009. I don't think that that's a hot take. Right. They've They've got a great downfield passing game. Their wide receivers are probably their best position group. They're good. I I just think OU is equipped very well. Uh, to win this game. Like, I, I actually don't hate the matchup that OU has. I think it's going to yeah. be a very close game, but I'm early week feel. I I think OU's going to win this game by a field goal. Okay. 
Just I the way that OU's corners and safeties are playing now. Texas will hit on a play or two. That, that'll happen. Hell, Iowa State yeah. did. But OU's corners and safeties, they'll, they'll hold their own. And I think that we've talked a lot about this defense being better and, and being good, but most of that has been corner and, and safety. I, I don't know if it's under the radar, but OU's really good against the run. And in a game yeah. like this, I think that bodes extremely well for a defense to force a couple of big mistakes. Yeah, and, you know, especially because, you know, one of the, the facts at hand here is Texas is not great at rushing the football. So, something to watch there. They're a little bit nervous about kicker, too. Not a good week for that. Yeah, I missed a couple kicks. Um, I don't know what the situation is with Jatavian Sanders, but Day-to-day imagine, is what Sark said, which, of course, yeah. he's going to say that. I imagine he's he's going to try and go. Um, how effective is he going to be? We'll just wait and see. But That's massive, uh, man. He got rolled up pretty – it was a pretty nasty-looking deal. But, yeah, I, I think we have – I think we match up well with him. Um, so you do agree with that? Like, I, like yeah. the matchup-wise, I, I, I like where OU's at. I do. I, I agree with that. I, I think we we need to run the football. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know what Levy in in company are going to scheme up and, and what our plan of attack is going to be. You saw a couple of different variations against Iowa State that I I thought it was good that we were showing, uh, you know, a bunch of different things. You know, because we had been pretty much. You know, inside zone or that that tight zone most of the season with not a whole lot of variation, but we saw quite a bit of variation against Iowa State. Now, um, does that mean we're going to against Texas? I'm not exactly sure, but I do like the amount of quarterback run game that we've seen, and Dylan Gabriel looks pretty confident in some of that stuff. 918, hot take in all caps. I'm doing it. Gavin Sawchuck breaks a long one on Saturday. And Peyton Bowen gets his first interception of the season. Does Bowen not have a pick already? Is he just making so many other plays that I, I feel like he already has one? The, the hot take there is Sawchuck breaking a long run. Did you did you see anything from him on Saturday that made you think he was close? Um, I don't know. He did he look? I thought he just looked he, okay. I mean, just okay. Yeah, I thought he I thought he looked. Um, why do I feel like he looked kind of slow? Because he did. I still think he's. I still think he and Barnes are are not one hundred percent. Well, I, Brent said that after the game that he's yeah. at least Barnes. I, he didn't. I don't think he said that about Sawchuck. He said Barnes not. That's why he didn't play. Not healthy. Well, Peyton Bowen does not have an interception. He has three pass breakups. It just feels like he's had <laughs> like two turnovers every single week. Yeah. Jeez, that kid. He's, well, he he made he's. <laughs> His hands are on the ball nonstop. Dennis Stats Kelly, during the, one of the commercial uh, breaks, said the exact same thing. He, he turned, he's like, I've never seen a, a player, especially this young, that like, has his hands on the ball as much as Peyton Bowen does, whether he's blocking a, a kick or he's deflecting a pass. Like, there's always something. He's always around the football, which is a, a really – a great thing to have as a player. 
felt bad for Trace Ford. All he's got to do is fall on the ball. He's yeah. uh, man, he's been close twice this year to scoring a touchdown. He yeah. had that pick against Tulsa, and he almost scored. When he get tackled inside the five, maybe, yeah, and then right. just fall on it on Saturday. He's that there, great. man. That's great. Now, here's the th- here's what I will say. Um, you know, we were having fun with it during the broadcast a little bit. Coach Stoops was on there, and um, you know, I, I coach that used to be Coach Stoops' biggest pet peeve is diving on the football after you block it because you've got time it doesn't matter if they recover it you're going to get the football right there anyways take your time gather yourself scoop the football and go score yep there's no reason to rush and go diving on it and uh i was laughing about that during the broadcast but here's the thing okay and this is just kind of in general about the iowa state football game we want it going away and there were some parts of it that looked exceptional. But punting was not good still. Second consecutive week. It's it's an issue, man. We kicked a issue. a kickoff out of bounds. Yep. We and that blocked was, a punt. And you could see it was going out of bounds as soon as he hit it. Like that was just it was right. just bad. Just we just blocked bad. a punt and it was right there in the end zone. All we got to do is is scoop it and score, and we missed that. We got a safety out of it, but I in a game like against Texas, that's the difference in winning the game and losing the game, right? So there was there was a bunch of little things in there. Not I mean not little. You can weight them however you'd like. There's some execution things that we're still not there on, right? We're good enough offensively and defensively to make up for a lot of these problems that we've had because we've we've increased our margin for error dramatically, but we still are leaving a lot of plays out there that if we want to be I, what we're always talking about, conference champ, playing for a national championship, we've got to clean those things up. A uh, few texts before we hit a break. The fact we have barely mentioned Woody Washington's name in weeks says volumes. Give that kid some love. Yeah, we kind of did that mm-hmm. last segment, but fair yeah. enough. Uh, Camo Sooner says prediction. Texas has the ball at their own three-yard line. Peyton Bowen dives over the line and hits Ewers. The Ooh. ball floats in the air, and Danny Stutzman picks it off and runs it in for a touchdown. How about Let that? Let me add to that prediction, Camo Sooner. Danny Stutzman at least throws the horns down in the end zone to the Texas side of the Cotton Bowl. And it's a photo that lives in OU infamy. Oh, I don't think you have to worry about that with Stutzman. It'd be a crane kick to Bevo's face I don't face think or you have to worry about that with Stutzman. Pete is called because he crane kicks Bevo in the end zone. <laughs> He's going to do something big time in this football game. Um, yeah, I, I think there's uh, – this could be – well, you know – Whenever you go into one thinking it's going to be an absolute slugfest, uh, that's sometimes whenever you get the blowout, right? You just, I guess you never really know what to expect. But whenever you look at it on paper, it feels like it's going to be a great football game. Oh, and by the way, the SP Plus, uh, as things have unfolded, we are now picked, projected to lose the football game 29 to 27. That'd be another weird score. Been weird scores all all, yeah. all this year. Didn't they pick like twenty nine twenty eight? Or well, 
Or they I, have that pick 29-28 a couple weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, it, it, I don't think they pick it. I think it's just a yes, formula well, that that's take. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it's flipped. Um, Good. For Good. whatever reason, the projections let, let have the changed. Let the experts and the data be against. Let the nerds be against us. I like that. Yeah. K- Kelly in Perry, Florida says, Tyler and Teddy, if the Sooners win on Saturday, should they plant an SEC flag at midfield or would the Big 12 not be happy about it? Boomer. Who cares what the Big 12 is happy about? They won't um, even be there. They won't even know. They won't even be there. No, I don't think so. I think you plant the uh, the OU flag for sure. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Keep the text coming, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line, hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. Come and see us. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. Teddy Lehman here for my friends at Extreme Outdoor Equipment in Newcastle. They're having their end-of-season blowout on all remaining bad boy zero-turn mowers. Even if you weren't planning on buying a new mower until next season, you're going to want to take advantage of this sale. Take $1,000 off the Ramblers, $1,500 off Magnums, $2,000 off Avenger and Elites, $2,500 off Mavericks, and a whopping $3,000 off Maverick HD and Rebels. The sale ends when the last one's gone. Extreme Outdoor Equipment, located at I-44 Exit 108 in Newcastle. Attention basketball fans, get ready for an electrifying season with the defending Big 12 champion Oklahoma women's basketball team. Tickets are on sale now and start at just $99. Don't miss out on the action. Secure your seats now and cheer for victory. Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-4668 to secure your tickets and be part of the winning spirit. Boomer Sooner. Sidelined by injury, illness, or surgery? Valor Physical Therapy can help. At Valor PT, our skilled therapists create a rehabilitation program individualized for you with education and encouragement each step of the way. Whether it's sports or the activities of life, let Valor get you back in the game. Start now at ValorPT.com or call 405-265-6449. No referral needed. Mention the ref and get a free t-shirt at your first appointment. Hey Sooners, I'm OU alum James Spann, and I founded Boyd Street Ventures to invest in promising Oklahoma-connected companies and bring Oklahoma innovation to the world. One of those companies is OKC-based Wheeler Bio, which is developing brilliant ways to get badly needed therapeutic drugs to the market faster. When you invest in our fund, you're investing not only in innovative companies like Wheeler Bio, but in Oklahoma's future. Check us out at BoydStreetVentures.com. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. Life is yours to spend. Spend it making more money. Spend it making more memories. Spend it learning a new skill. Spend it teaching an old trick. Spend it career climbing. Spend it mountain climbing. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. Things like grass clippings and leaves can contribute harmful levels of nutrients into our surface and drinking water. We must improve water quality at Lake Thunderbird, our main drinking water source, which begins with taking care of our stormwater. Bag your clippings when mowing or leave them to break down and nourish your lawn. We drink our stormwater, so don't blow it by leaving your grass clippings in the street. For more information, visit bit.ly forward slash Norman Stormwater. 
Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Certified Healthy Oklahoma is a really important pathway as early childhood professionals in Oklahoma to provide tangible resources for child care providers. Certified Healthy Oklahoma is a mark of quality. One of our missions is to make our region healthier. And the way we do that is one business, one organization at a time. We're able to get more community members involved and make a change in their organization. Want your organization to be certified healthy? Visit oklahoma.gov slash certified healthy to apply. Texas Hate Week right here on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I'm sure OU leads in a lot of uh, statistical categories when it comes to the Big 12, offensively and defensively. Yeah. But they've got to lead the nation in one particular category, and that has to be sideline warning so far this year. <laughs> I feel like it was uh, six, seven years since OU got a sideline warning. or I mean, they were penalized for it in the SMU game, right? Yeah. Man, they're racking those bad boys up this year. I, I didn't see much. On the one that they got, I didn't see a whole lot there. So, I don't, I don't know. You know, it's just a – at home, it's, it's a struggle because – there's just not – they have a ton of people there, ton of players. Everyone dresses out at home. Um, you've got you got more personnel there down on the sidelines, and it's just – it's not a it's not a very good sideline for as many people as we have down there. So it, it can be hard, like, because there's nowhere really to back up to. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. How is our uh, conspiracy theory about the riffs looking after this week? Well, I don't know. What do people think? As far as I'm concerned, they've been total trash whenever it yeah. comes to some of these holding calls. It wasn't. Um, I guess maybe because there was less reviews. I, it, it didn't feel as bad as it did after the Cincinnati game. Maybe because it was a closer game. I don't know. But there was still um, like they overturned the review on Drake Stoops' first down. It was interesting. Yeah, I think that was right, though. I think he was short. Mm, all right. Some have said uh, maybe the officials moved the ball back from where they uh, initially announced it was. But uh, From what I saw on television, it, I, I think they got that one right. I think he was short. You just think there were some crap holding calls. Oh, horrible, horrible holding calls. The one on Tawi's long run was pathetic. And then was it Rouse that got called on the other one? Horrible. Ooh, Jim and Casper says we get the Cincinnati crew for this week. Oh, really? Yikes, that's not great. Okay. Let's just hope for no reviews, please. Let's hope that um, Xavier Worthy doesn't catch the ball with one foot clearly out of bounds. That'll be a Texas first down. I don't know. Who Are they going to give it? Like, They can't screw both of us at the same time, can they? Well, they're damn sure going to try, aren't they? <laughs> Whatever they could do. I don't think so either, but... Wh- 
whatever it is, whatever that looks like, they'll, they'll attempt to. Do you remember to. that year we had like a um, a warning issued to everyone on the field? Um, before the game. For, yeah, before the game for unsportsmanlike conduct. Like if we have like a little, a little ruckus, a little – you know, guys, John, before the game starts, they may eject everyone. I think that was uh, the, the Ronnie Perkins uh, was <laughs> saying some particular things yeah. to them in the end zone. Love that. Yeah. Uh, Peyton says, I don't know, your Mark said he was rooting against Texas. Ha-ha. True. Or at least when they play Texas Tech. Yeah. He's going to make the bathrooms not work there on Saturday or something. <laughs> I, he, I don't know if I don't he's going to try too to hard. do that. Yeah. It's just – uh, five eight zero, and a lot of you have text, texted this. Is horns down still a penalty? No, I don't think it ever really was, unless you do it like in a like if you do it like you would do any other taunting penalty, like you know, like drop the ball in front of a player after a big catch or whatever. Like if you do it right in front of their face, then I think that's going to be a penalty. But it would be. If you did anything else, so it's not necessarily a, a penalty on horn like for the horns down. It's like just a taunting, if that makes any sense at all. Who's most likely to get a penalty for horns down, and why is it Danny Stutzman? I I think it's more. It's usually like the crane kick while the horns down up in the air. I could see it now. It'd probably be like a punter. It's oh, most likely to get Oh, it. no. They finally, like, have a great punt. It's inside the 10, running off the field with the horns down. It's a 15-yarder. Hit oh, Sark geez. over there uh, with a double horns down mm-hmm. right in his face on the sideline. Yeah. Rustin Atlanta says, game prediction. Quinn Ewers scrambled and is tackled hard. When the pile of bodies separates, Ewers is laying flat on his back, grasping the football. His legs extended, but his knees are bent at 90 degrees, and his cleats are pointing at the sky. <laughs> Book that. Make money I hope on not. that. Uh, a double, um, a double dislocation of the knee joint. Is that what he's calling for there? I or think thinks so. is going to happen? Uh, I don't think. Viewers, uh, that's not going to happen. Let's hope it doesn't. Here's the thing. I I don't even. I know Sanders is going to be hobbled. You know, at best, he may not even play. I hope he plays. Is I want this to be seriously. I want this to be a no excuses football game. I think Texas is is really good. I think they're legit, and I want to beat them at their best. I mean this this is this is what you want. Two really good football teams in the best atmosphere in college football going at it. Yeah, I know I'm with you because they feel like they're playing some pretty good ball coming into this mm-hmm. game as well. So. Quinn Ewers doesn't get knocked out of the game. You beat those guys. It's legit, and the narrative around you nationally swings in a hurry. And, right. God, one week from the day, it could be amazing. I mean, yeah. Saturday night will be amazing, but, you know, on this show, people will be on fire. I know it. I know it. It's going to be awesome. It's the week we've been waiting for all year, man. Uh, well, both – it's been a long time, and everyone knows the statistics, but – both fan bases are going to be coming in thinking they're going to win the football game. It's going to make for a supercharged atmosphere. It's going to be great. Can't wait. All right, quick timeout. Keep the text coming, 651-3439. Knippelmeyer text line. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. 
Come and check us out. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Beat Texas Week on the Ref is brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Visit BoydStreetVentures.com to see how Boyd Street Ventures is bringing OU innovation to the world. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and air water mold remediation and crime scene cleanup. That's Cavens Group, 405-573-3048, or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Boy, Matt Campbell is very sensitive right now, isn't he? And I don't know which one of you was responsible for this. I I did get a little uh, laugh out of it. Uh, After what happened in the Ohio game a few weeks ago, Matt Campbell's uh, walking up the tunnel after the loss on Saturday. Some OU fans are yelling hot seat, and uh, he quickly turned around and said something right back to him. That, that, hot triggers, seat. that triggers him, man, big time. Yeah, well, <laughs> every time he reacts to it, guess what? Oh, More people are going to be likely to yeah, do it. Ex- yes. <laughs> it's like man. when you pick on your little brother, right? If, if you get any type of reaction out of him at all, you're going to continue to do it. If he lays there lifeless and doesn't say or do anything, you'll quickly get bored and move on. God That's how it works. Lee, man. Just, it's, it's all right. Hey, Matt, if you get fired, you're going to get a buyout. Life will be even better than it is now, I'm sure. Maybe that's what okay. he said. Check my buyout, buddy. <laughs> he said something. He, it was very aggressive when he turned around. He said something very aggressively. Hey, nice to see um, a few players back on Saturday. I, at one point, yeah. I'm like, who is that over at? Cor- oh, that's Josiah Wagner over there at corner. Okay, that's cool. Reggie Pearson was back. Um, so those two guys specifically in the back end, we'll, we'll see how yeah. much Wagner plays moving forward. You know Reggie Pearson's going to continue to play quite a bit. But it feels right now they're as healthy as maybe they've been in a few weeks. Healthy, um, confident, playing good football. Um, I guess is, is Harrington's the only – yeah, and that's confirmed, which, yeah. you know, he's going to be out for the year. Hopefully he gets that medical red shirt. Right. That's com- th- I think that's it. I mean, knock on wood, everything else is, has stayed stayed pretty good. Um, I guess your two right, were Sawchuck and Barnes don't look like they're 100%. Barnes yeah, isn't. yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's uh, – yeah, it, it just it takes a little bit of time. You know, I don't know exactly what the surgery that Barnes had in the spring was, but you know, it takes a little bit of time to get the confidence back with something like that. Um, and Sawchuck with the hamstring, I whenever you've had something nag like that for a long time, you feel like every time you really open it up, like something's going to happen. So maybe he's just a little tentative with it. I don't know. I but here's the thing, I. Do I wish we were going to run the ball for 300 yards against Texas? Yes, I do. But, you know, I also don't think necessarily that we have to. I think we, I think there's a path to victory without us having our best day rushing the football. All right, quick timeout.